here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarran. Breaking news, the rating for Raw is likely to fall at 2.7 or 2.8. Sting versus Flair did a 5-4. Jeff Hawkins. This is a joke. I'm going to kick your butt when I, once I get bail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come after you. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor. Top down, we're ready to go. To all the people across every nation. Turn it up and give me some more. Balloon guy! Welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 164. I believe it is 164. Uh, doing a new uh, thing here on our usual pay-per-view post shows, doing the old lame Google Hangouts, but uh, sometimes because of time constraints and whatnot, this is what we have to do. It's what we have to do. Uh, Jeff Hawkins, we're going to talk about this Battleground show. You can follow <laughs> him at CrapGame13. You can follow me at Shake Them Ropes. Thanks, everyone, for joining in the live chat. We're going to be monitoring the chat, so if you have questions or whatnot, send them in there. And yes, the hat backwards is in honor of Ken Griffey, who was inducted to the Hall of Fame today. It is not the hat I'm going to eat. Jeff, how are you? Rockin', how are you? I'm doing great, and your video has gone away. Oh, great. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> Mr. Mr. My Internet's not the problem, but uh, we'll get Jeff back here. So Jeff Hawkins go. is on the show. Yeah, you're coming back. You're back. There you are, huh? Jeff. Yeah. There you are. I, I, cl- I, I closed a window accidentally thinking I was in two chat rooms at once. I apologize. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, how are you? How was uh, your first impressions of WWE Battleground? Four shows in seven days. This isn't too bad for us. Um, it's a lot of as, shows. It's a lot of I, shows. <laughs> um, as I said earlier, halfway through, probably my favorite pay-per-view all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and top to bottom, solid. There, I don't think there was a week. I, I didn't look at anything and hate it. All, all for the pay-per-view. I thought it was a great pay-per-view. Easy thumbs up for me. What about you? I thought it was a thumbs up too. I mean, the main event, uh, such as it is, the main event was really more about, you know, finding out who was going to walk away as the champion. And Dean Ambrose walking away as the sole champion was kind of a surprise to me. But uh, the match itself was kind of just background. Uh, it was mm-hmm. all about what, who was going to win that one. You yeah. had the really good Sami Zayn Kevin Owens match. You had the feel-good moment of Bailey making her. Uh, main roster debut in a way, although it doesn't look like she's going to be up anytime in the next month. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, pay-per-view wise for moments and matches, I thought it was a, a, a well above average show. No, and also the booking makes sense for everything that they did here, including the Bailey debut. Um, and we'll get into that. But mm. for me, I mean, and I think they made the right call in the main event, especially. They, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't do, they didn't go against their better judgment, which was a great thing, I think, in that main event. I would, I would definitely agree. Uh, they, they did pretty well for themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. As I learn about this Google Hangout situation, the, the usual thing that we use is so much better. But uh, I, I thought you were like judging what I was saying right there because of the pause. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly how you use Google Hangouts. 
Uh, but what are you going to do? Let's see. Mm-hmm. New guest. Oh, I don't know. Broadcast the large video. Oh, I don't know. What are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought this was an A-plus show. I really did. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought maybe not A-plus show, but you, you mentioned the best show this year overall. Best. Top bottom. Best WWE show, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. As far as WWE pay-per-view. Uh, mm-hmm. Royal Rumble, I remember liking a lot. Remember that one? You always forget. I, I don't think many people remember the Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens match happened on that show because it's overshadowed by AJ Styles' debut and Roman and Triple H at the end. Uh, yeah, I, it, Royal, Royal Rumble was a good show overall for me, too. No, it, it, no you had you, moments, but it wasn't top to bottom a great you show. Had, yeah, you had other good shows. Don't get me wrong. And you had other right. great Matt, you had great matches in other shows that were brought down by, but but from top to bottom here, there wasn't a dud to me in this entire thing. Even the two quote unquote squash matches for the two middle belts were were done fairly well and helped build the losers in that as well. So I mean, I thought positive. I mean, I'm not looking at this going well. It was a good card, except I didn't like this. I liked everything in this pretty much. No, I, I did. I, I enjoyed it quite, too. And we'll go through uh, top to bottom on the show. Uh, Battleground, it opened with Breezango and the Usos going mm-hmm. uh, in a tag team match. The Usos were getting booed out of the building. I, I wonder if that uh, Roman Reigns deal has kind of rubbed off on them negatively. Yes, I, I, I would say yes. And I think this is, uh, this is possibly Breezango's best match. I thought they pulled out quite a few new offensive maneuvers in here that really impressed me. And, and uh, I really enjoyed this match a lot fan of the match itself i thought it was crazy you know brizongo were were coming in obvious heels and usos coming in as obvious baby faces and guess what you had you had the usos the crowd turning on them a little bit and they are they're at that point where they're getting turned on a little bit and then you had uh, brizongo getting the win which i think you know as the usos were going strong there at the finish i think the crowd thought that they were getting set up for the win and were not happy about that so they got louder and louder in their disdain and then brizongo get the win and that little surprise right there made this crowd go even wilder and if they are going to have tag team championships on both brands, it looks like Breezango may be at the top of the list. Uh, and honestly, if, with American Alpha coming up, American Alpha and Breezango as Give a me. feud going, to, going on, Give that's, I'm looking forward. That. Yes, I'll take that. Yeah. I'm looking quite forward to that one. That was your opening affair. Was there anything? Did you watch the entire kickoff show? Mm-hmm. Well, any take on, you know, we have Jerry Lawler now as a full-time panelist on the kickoff shows. We have Booker T, obviously, there. Uh, Cesaro did a guest spot when talking about KO and Sami Zayn, and he continued his more aggressive kind of, maybe not anger at being drafted to Raw, but his, uh, his resentment in a way, his frustration with going to that show. Um, any, anything of note from the kickoff show that you watched that you really uh, wanted to get out there? Jerry Lawler sucks. And Cesaro, to the point of doing this gimmick of being annoyed, even got annoyed at Renee Young for interrupting him while he was trying to get out a point. That was interesting. This smells like heel turn almost. Oh, it smells like, well, maybe they could be changing some characters up. If you have too many Mm. baby faces in there, they could be changing some characters up. Although, (coughs) pardon me, he's mad at Stephanie. So I don't see that happening. He's mad at Stephanie. He's mad at everybody. He's mad at everybody right now. All righty. If you have, uh, we are monitoring the chat room. We are monitoring the chat room right now at the YouTube chat. So if you have any questions or comments, uh, send them in. We'll try to uh, get everything as much as we can. We have B Megs in the chat saying the hat looks delicious. I wonder if I can, <laughs> wonder if I can bake this in a pie of some kind. 
I will tell you, if I end up eating the hat, it's going on a YouTube video. It is going to be on a video here on this site. So you better have, subscribe now. Have you selected the hat? I haven't had to worry about it yet. I'm not, I'm not, that's not the question. Have you selected the hat? I haven't had to worry about it yet. Okay. So no, I have not selected the hat because I don't believe I'm going to have to worry about selecting a hat. Oh, okay. And that's why I'm going to wear, you know, this one, my nationals hat, wearing it backwards for Ken Griffey. Uh, you don't know what hat, you, you never know. Maybe I'll eat Ken, them all. Maybe Ken I'll, Griffey, I'll eat them all. Ken Griffey, the well-known national player. Yeah, I'm wearing my Nationals hat for Ken Griffey. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. meant I was wearing the hat backwards. I don't have a Mariners hat. I actually have two Reds hats. I should have thought about this better. I could have worn the Reds. I could have worn both Reds hats. I could have. Ba baseball sucks. Let's continue. Baseball sucks. You know what doesn't <laughs> suck? You know what I'm quite proud of, actually? Sponsoring the show this week, MacWeldon.com. MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. MacWeldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Go to MacWeldon right now. Use promo code V-O-W. It's an exclusive promo code for us. Use promo code V-O-W. You save 20% off your first order so you can try out amazing men's basics like socks, underwear, T-shirts, even hoodies. Hoodies. Premium fabrics with great sense of feel. <laughs> Go try them out. If you're not a fan, you can send them right back. If you try on their socks, if you try on their underwear and you're not a fan of it, they will actually refund you and you can keep the underwear. That's how guaranteed these products are. And that's how much MacWeldon.com believes in them. So support this website, support these live shows, uh, support us. We appreciate it. Go to MacWeldon.com today. Use promo code VOW for 20% off your order. That's MacWeldon.com. We will have, when this is released as a podcast, we'll have the link in the description. Use promo code VOW and you get 20% off. And if you try them out, let us know what you think of them. Tweet us. Tweet, tweet Mac Weldon. Let us know what you think of the products because we really do believe it. You know, Rich, Joe, they've tried on their products at Voices of Wrestling Podcast. You know, I've used the website. Very easy to manage. Really great. Speaking of right on the front, right on the front of this pay-per-view, we had Bailey debuting. What'd you think? Loved it. Um, <laughs> surprised me because I wasn't expecting it. And I thought it was done real well. I was, it did everything it was supposed to do. It introduced Bailey to the main WWE card. It gave her some shine in the match. It gave Sasha the win to set up the SummerSlam match, while also noting that Bailey won't be around to overshadow it. Mm -hmm. And it left some more for later when Bailey comes up on the main roster. She didn't hit her finisher. She hit a couple of her signature moves. It told the audience that they're going to have to cheer for her and that she's very, very popular. So. I think much like Enzo and Cass got along real quick. I, I think the curve learning curve for the audience is going to be fast on Bailey when she finally gets brought up and they got the win, which I'll tell you after that first bank statement was broken up, I went, they're really going to job Bailey here, aren't they? And they didn't. And I'm proud of them for it. So kudos to you, WWE for going against the instincts that I think you sometimes have. Yeah, and of course, and of course, much like Corey Graves, the music hits. I let out a yelp, and my eyes start to water. And I'm like, I'm a grown man. Why am I so emotionally involved in this woman who is on television? I have no idea, but it happened, and I'll own up to it. Loved every minute of it. I'm glad. I'm glad you loved every minute of it. I am absolutely. Um, yeah, we. Dana, have... Brooke, Dana Brooke didn't mess it up too much. Let's put it that way. She didn't mess it up too much. I, I well, I mean, you know, Dana's Dana. The other three were great. I thought. Okay, Dana's really great, by the way. I think she's good. 
for as a character in ring she's a little she needs a little work but other than that i mean like i said she didn't mess it up too much thought on this being a one-time appearance that this will be she's going to come up for the show she's going to go back to nxt not like any work in the nxt house shows because what else is there to do right now in nxt they've taped tv for a month their next stuff is takeover and, and mm-hmm. she'll be on takeover obviously even if she was called up she would still be on takeover but jbl specifically made mention that this was a one-time favor to sasha banks Sasha Banks and Charlotte and Dana are all on the Raw show, so it's not, you know, if, if Bailey was getting called up, it would make sense for her to be on Raw right now, uh, and, and that may not be the plan. What do, you, what do you think about this being a one-time thing? I think the fact that they mentioned it was very, very smart. I think that way we don't get our hopes up. We're not looking around after this match going, hey, where's Bailey at? I think it also helps the social media thing. If people take the social media and go, hey, we like Bailey, bring her back up, I think it helps gauge that for her. I think overall it's it's a positive to to put that on the public, to have it like that, and and to, as they like to say, leave the crowd wanting more, and I think that's what this did. I I I had no problem with it whatsoever. What about you? I have a problem with it. I I thought it was a cool uh, it was a cool thing to have Bailey on the show. It was a cool thing to uh, to get that out there. It made sense, obviously. Uh, I meant to the point to the point about JBL saying it was a one time thing. Oh, one time. No, whenever they mention something like this, it's the whole thing that I've been railing on for a week about Sami Zayn that we'll talk about with his weight being deliberately changed on the website. When they mention something specific like this, it's usually for a reason, right? Or else you just don't mention it. And maybe sometimes, yes, I'm sure there are a couple of things that are said off the cuff uh, that maybe had no play, maybe sometimes even actually go against what they're thinking. But I, I thought because JBL was saying this, that they have no immediate plan to put her on one of the shows yet. Oh, no, I, I think, yeah, no, I think it was kind of cross-promotion for NXT and the TakeOver thing, and then yeah. people will go watch Bailey there, and they'll be able to concentrate on the call-ups they just had. Absolutely. Because God knows Bailey would overshadow that if you bring her up now, and, and they can bring her up after SummerSlam. I don't know if necessarily she, she would overshadow it. You might be right that she would bring some shine down from what Sasha Banks should be doing. Sasha Banks should be getting the one-on-one shot with Charlotte at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. It I was thinking at first. Until they said it was a one-time thing, I was thinking, okay, here comes the triple threat match, and that's going to be an issue. But it also helps it, it, it helps Nia Jax, and it helps Carmella and Alexa somewhat for Bailey not to be there right now. You can bring her up in a couple months, and Bailey's going to be fine. And I'm, I'm, I think she's going to end up on SmackDown, but I think it's going everything is going to be okay, so to speak. Everything's going to be more than okay, and I'm I'm not too upset that this is a one-time thing in general. Mm-hmm. Like I know you were talking about JBL's line there, but as a one-time thing, I'm not upset about it. No, I'm neither not, am I. And, and this also will tell you now, okay, so if anyone had any doubts about how Bailey would be received right away on the main roster. Oh, my God. Rock big, star. Big star. Huge star. Yes. Yeah. We had uh, Joe Lanza, Voices of Wrestling, tweeted out, like, Adam Rose, when he came up from NXT, didn't get much of a reaction. Emma, when she came up from NXT, didn't get much of a reaction. We're talking a a year and a half, two years ago now, too. Obviously, NXT has come a long way in the last two years. Their talent that's been on TV regularly are pretty big stars, and the WWE fans know them for the most part. Uh, We are, he he noted that we are out of the days of when an NXT call-up will draw crickets from the crowd. Do you think that's 100% true? No. Because, as you can see, Apollo Crews isn't getting a lot of shine right now. I mean, and, and instantly he did. At first he did. They'll get the they'll get the they'll get the sentimental pop. But but it also depends on the level of of NXT guy they bring up. If they brought up 
the drifter right now. He's not getting a pop on Raw or SmackDown. He's also mm-hmm. injured. I know that. But, but you know, he's not going to get that instant recognition. Oh, he was on NXT pop. Samoa Joe would. I think you can go as far down as maybe uh, No Way Jose. Well, No Way Jose, I think, is the he's the borderline right there. He's yeah. really the borderline because if No he's, Way Jose came up, I don't think he's getting a superstar reaction or even any reaction, really. He's, he's Adam Rose right now. He's a guy with a gimmick that could be seen as a guy who they bring up and then becomes the crowd cheers for him, kind of like Adam Rose, and then dies a death when all he is is the gimmick. No way Jose coming up right now on Raw would be an interesting thing because I don't think it's receptive. And obviously, he needs more time. He he has yeah. a chance to be some somebody on NXT uh, once he gets away from Austin Aries, that is. We go to the next match. Obviously, Sasha Banks and Bayley win. So, Sasha Banks taps out Charlotte. That's got to be the match at SummerSlam. Dana Brooke yes. can stay to the side for a month. Uh, the Wyatt family surprised me. Ray Wyatt looking really strong in the six-man tag, but the Wyatt family winning surprised me since, as noted during this match, Braun Strowman's going to Raw, so he didn't factor in the decision at all. Braun Strowman's going to Raw, and we have Eric Rowan going to SmackDown with Bray Wyatt, but it's possible that Bray Wyatt's going to be pushed as a singles star, and especially after this performance looks that way, and the New Day, as the tag team champions, go to Raw with Xavier Woods still being a little perplexed by this whole Wyatt gimmick in a way. Now, I... I know there was a spot in this match where they they thought about or they said that Xavier had conquered his fear by attacking Bray Wyatt. Um, do you think that was the end to the whole conquering the fear angle and then they just lose anyway? Or what was that spot about? It was about keeping Bray strong while still maintaining the story. I mean, I, I thought everything they did on this made complete sense. Braun and Bray are going to be stars on their respective brands. Eric Rohn gets beat up a bit. You give Xavier Woods the, enti- the the closure to his storyline over the three weeks. He gets he gets the the video game power up, so to speak, and beats on him. Gets the cheers. Had some good moments, but eventually falls to a guy who's going to be a top tier star on the other brand. No, I, I I thought everything here made sense, except for Big E doing the dive. That was just dumb. Well, Big E is going to. I mean, every every week, <sighs> every pay per view, he does this move. It looks as if, as if he's going to hurt himself. It really does. And mm. this one, he got caught up in the ropes. He went down. Uh, hopefully, he stopped himself. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, sometime it's going to come back to haunt him. And mm-hmm. one day, he'll figure out, you know, I don't have to do this move. I can find a different way to cut off guys from the apron. Yes. But and, other than that, I mean, I enjoyed this match more than I thought I would. It was a good story, sports entertainment type match that that told all the things it needed to do and got the guys over that wanted to get over. Yeah, at some point, at some point, I'm hoping he he just figures it out. But the match, I, I thought the match was pretty cool. The one, uh, the subtle step at the end when Eric Rowan comes back in the ring after the after his team wins and he just nonchalantly walks right over Xavier Woods, stomps right on his chest. That Eric Rowan, Eric Rowan's picking up some of the small things, getting a little bit more comfortable in the ring. Oh yeah. Um, I, I like the first, uh, so what do we have? The first, because uh, that women's match, the women's tag went about 15 minutes. Uh, the six-man tag, I'm guessing at this point because I don't actually know the time on this one, but I think it went about 10 to 12, somewhere in there. Uh, good first half hour so far. Mm-hmm. Including had, the pre-show, yeah. Oh, including the pre-show, absolutely, too. Uh, Rusev defeating Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder came out as Mr. Pro-America rah-rah guy. I mean, he had the vest, he had the trunks, mm-hmm. he had the knee pads, have America. Like I, I tweeted this out, uh, and you can follow us at Shake Them Ropes and at Crap Game Thirteen. 
I, I tweeted this out that like Zach Ryder and then Titus O'Neil, these two guys, Z Jack Swagger was Mr. Pro-America, obviously, in the feud with Rusev, but it's like these guys just go all out like super America when they feud with Rusev. And then it's and then it's kind of gone. Like they don't do that for anyone else. They only do it for Rusev. They can fight other foreigners and it doesn't matter. Now I know mm. Rusev's gimmick is uh like it's making fun of America. It's not so much anti-America as he does come out and make fun of it a little bit. Um, but what do you think about having to do still two years in America versus Rusev? I think Vince McMahon doesn't think outside of the box very well. That's that's all I think about it. I, but I thought Zack Ryder over-delivered on this match in losing. And I thought it was a good setup to bring out Mojo to introduce him. And the, they're going to go to SmackDown and this whole thing is going to be forgotten. So I was fine with everything about it. As far as match and, times, the Wyatt, the Wyatt Family match went nine minutes. The the Sasha Banks match, I, I said it went 15 minutes. I meant the no. TV time that they had. They had 15 okay. minutes of TV time. The match only went about eight, but they had 15 minutes of TV time. Yeah, no, on the Zach thing, the uh, the almost breaking the the uh, the accolade surprised me. It surprised mm -hmm. me how much how much they gave to him to do that. And then, of course, when he leaned back, it's the instant tap, which is perfect. I thought that was very, very well done, especially to help Zach out a little bit. I mean, yeah. nobody's going to view nobody's going to view him as a world beater here. No, no, no. No, but I, he did really well. I mean, the match was good. I, I, there's not been a Rusev match that I can recall that I was not into. Like Rusev, just right. he's one of those guys that I just watch and I'll be, I'm intrigued by it. Even if it's a squash match, even if yeah. it's a long match, like he's been finding ways to entertain me on almost any match he does. He has such great agility for his size, and he also just has great emotion and great verbal skills, just at weird times, which he's great he really is and hopefully he can build this belt up to a point where he can get a main event run for the big belt how scared were you i didn't mention this yet when we were talking about the opening match how frightened were you as i was bailey comes out sasha banks is obviously excited bailey comes out and does her little pose to the hard camera you know the the palms out uh-huh she does that pose and then Sasha has her go to the other side of the ring and then the third side of the ring and they keep doing that before the match, not after. I was thinking, man, Sasha's really having her milk this right now instead of after the match. Could this be a sign of a loss coming? Was I worried about that? I wasn't. The only time I was okay. really worried about the loss was when they broke the first bank statement and then and then Bailey was in there to get beat on a bit. And I went, okay, they're going to, they're going to beat her. And then Sasha's going to get mad at, it. but no, I thought that was part of the conditioning thing. I thought that was part of the opening. This is what you're supposed to do when Bailey comes out. I thought that was fine. I, I, I wasn't thinking about wins and losses right there. I was watching the crowd reaction to see if they'd actually respond to her doing that. And they did. And so I think now when she comes back up, everybody knows to do that. We have, and then we had at the end of the Rusev and Zack Ryder match, mm -hmm. we had the main roster debut of Mojo Rawley. Yes. Rusev tweeted out after the show, I can't believe a fan jumped in the ring and nobody stopped him. <laughs> I need a challenge. It's just too easy. Yeah, I thought, you know, the, it, I thought it lasted about 30 seconds too long, but I think it was fine. I think Mojo is supposed to come out there and yell at, yell at Rusev for holding on maybe a bit too long on his partner. It was fine. It, maybe it sets up something for later where Mojo gets beaten by the accolade on a interpromotional card. 
<sighs> Mojo Raleigh. I, well, look, it looks like the hype bros are going to be a thing. Now, it, there were people worried that Rusev was going to get bogged down with a Mojo feud. Not happening. They're not on the same show. It's it's done after tonight. It was a one-time thing. Um, it, it was hilarious. Mojo Raleigh comes in uh, as Zack Ryder is Mr. America tonight. Mojo Raleigh comes in, just gets right in Rusev's face as Rusev is looking so confused. Like, how? who is this? And and Mojo Raleigh's just screaming at him. He's yelling yeah. right in his face. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking this is just like Vince McMahon to book a loud white American to scream into an immigrant's face telling him to leave. Okay. Um, look, I think Mojo's going to die at death on the main roster. I think this is going to get X. I think the hype bros are going to get X-Pac heat. And I think it's going to be all on Mojo. I think they're going to be yelling Mojo sucks during the tag matches. And we want Ryder when he's not in the ring. I just think it was to make Mojo seem like a big deal. And, and he's a big guy. It's it's the whole Cass um, Strowman face-off thing during Raw. Two big guys. They wanted, you know, a, this is awesome or something. And they weren't going to get it. And, you know, that's kind of how that happens when you think something's going to happen and it doesn't. Yeah, we had uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and I'm conflicted now. Why? Because Sami Zayn was billed tonight at 212 pounds. If you listen to our Shake Them Ropes uh, Battleground preview last week, and our show with LaToya Ferguson, by the way, which was an awesome show. I loved having LaToya Ferguson on the AV Club's Raw Reviewer. Go listen to that one, STR163. Sami Zayn is still on the WWE website as 205 pounds, which is the cruiserweight limit. And Raw is going to have the cruiserweight division. At least that's what was said by Stephanie. Whether they've actually changed their mind already or not, who knows? Because we've heard none about it since then. Not Mm -hmm. a one bit about it. Sami Zayn being billed again at 212 is interesting. Because if he's going back to his previously billed weight, he's obviously not going to be in this cruiserweight division. Uh, Do you think the cruiserweights are still happening on Raw, Jeff? Overall, yes. I don't know if Sammy's is a part of it, but the cruiserweights are happening. Well, I'm skeptical now if they're gonna if they're gonna bill him back at 212 because I thought you know changing his weight to 205 made it obvious. Like you don't change the weight for on on a whim. You don't do that. There must be some specific reason. Now maybe Greg Hamilton was the ring announcer in this match. Maybe he's going off of old information. Maybe no one sent the memo to the ring announcer, or, or maybe they changed their mind. Rob, I think you're too beholden to this because this was your idea. I, I do. I think I think this is you wanting your idea to come true it's in a fantasy idea. booking sort of a way. It's not my idea. I wouldn't be out here if they never changed Sami Zayn's weight. I'm not out here saying, oh, he should be in the cruiserweight division. He should be your star. No. Okay. I'm reacting to them changing his weight out of nowhere on the same night that they begin a cruiserweight division talk. Well, let me, okay, let me talk you down off this ledge a bit then. No, no, if you're bringing, I'm on a ledge. I am here getting the information I, and critiquing just, it. And it's just it's just a figure of speech. If you're going to bring in Finn to be in the cruiserweight division, you don't want two top baby faces being in there. And if you're going to have Sami Zayn winning this match against Kevin Owens, you don't want to give him a quote unquote demotion by sticking him in the cruiserweight division. So it works in terms of logic, doesn't it? Because if you want him in the cruiserweight division, you don't want him winning this match against Kevin Owens saying, hey, I can beat these heavyweights and then putting him back over there. You want him to fight other guys in the heavyweight division, correct? 
No. Okay. I'm just going to say no to anything you say at this point. <laughs> just, I, I want to make that clear. It's not my idea. Okay. Go into Tool. It's not. Uh, does that make any sense? If they're not, if they're not, not making him in a cruiserweight division, does it make any sense to artificially change his weight for no reason and build no, him to five last? You're week? exactly right, but I think they may have changed something last minute when and they decided like Sammy, when Sammy Zayn was going to win this match, they changed their mind on him being in the cruiserweight division. How about that? Can someone? That's uh, what I'm thinking. Cut. Can someone cut the part where Jeff Hawkins said you're absolutely right and send it to me, please? Uh, at Shake Them Rope, send it to me. That'd be great. Uh, we have Will Levesque saying that the limit could be 225 pounds. No, it's been established in WWE that it is 205 pounds. So, uh, yeah. The Raw Cruiserweight division may not start up for a few months. Well, that would be stupid. Grammarian on the chat room. And I know that's a rumor out there that they're going to wait till the Cruiserweight <laughs> Classic is over. Hold on. You just got cranky all of a sudden. Why? Why, why mention that Raw is going to have the Cruiserweight division and then forget about it for three months? Why? Unless you specifically say, maybe on Raw tomorrow, they specifically say, we're going to wait for the Cruiserweight Classic to end, and we're going to bring up the big star winner onto the Raw show, and that'll be the kickoff of our Cruiserweight division. They may still do that, but you're again missing, they change Sami Zayn's weight for no reason. The only possible reason can be if he's going to be a Cruiserweight. No, well, maybe the plan, again, maybe the plan was, yeah, we're going to make him a Cruiserweight, and then they change their mind. And they may change it yeah. again. Maybe he goes in. Maybe you get a vignette where he's in a sauna, Rob. Well, it, and he loses the seven and I he gets on the scale. I, I know you would. I, I do think that there's something to the fact that I know everyone laughs that the plans changed when when any reporter out there, Meltzer gets this a lot, when any reporter out there says something and then it doesn't happen and it's all, oh, plans changed, huh? Sometimes, yeah. When they mentioned it on Raw and then for seven straight days over the draft show, over the pay-per-view, they don't mention the cruiserweight division at all. They could have just forgotten about it. They could have just let it go. Like we mentioned this. If we don't mention it now, we no one will know we changed our mind. So it, it very well could be a situation where they had this idea for a cruiserweight division. And then a day later, they said, no, wait, we need Callisto on this other show. We can't pigeonhole a cruiserweight division onto one show. Let's just not do cruiserweights. Just let's let's have the Intercontinental and U.S. championships. Why add Hold another on. championship? Hold on. So your theory is because Sami Zayn weight has gone up and down on a website and whatnot that they're going to scrap the entire division. It's not my theory. I'm what I'm just asking questions. Just ask. Okay. Questions. All right. Just checking a division, by the way, if they did scrap a division that was never established on WWE TV this time around, obviously I know they had the cruiserweight division before. I mean, this time around, like they, okay. they just, all they did was make an announcement on raw and then forget about it. If that's the case, if they say no more cruiserweights right on, on raw, they can just not acknowledge it anymore. Hold on. Did they mention it on the draft? I don't believe so. I didn't hear it on the draft episode. If they did, it was not in a, you know, they never, when they drafted Finn Balor, they didn't say they were drafting a top cruiserweight. Well, no, I just meant yeah. in general. I don't even, I don't even care about the roster. I just meant in general. Help me out in the chat. Just if is someone, it, is if it, someone remembers them doing a, yeah. uh, if someone remembers them doing anything about the cruiserweights on SmackDown. If they mentioned that the SmackDown division was coming on SmackDown uh, to Raw, then let me know in the chat room because I don't, I don't remember hearing any of that. I don't remember hearing any of it. So, I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. I, uh, I have apparently have muted Jeff. Jeff, can you, uh, can you hear me? I don't know what happened here. I hit buttons and then you're muted. 
Okay, you're unmuted. Well, I just, I just, I just unmuted me. I just, I saw on the screen when you were going on your screen, Voices of Wrestling muted you, and I was like, what did I do? I'm sorry. I was trying to get my my screen, my volume Uh on. I really was. I don't know how to use any of this. I I really don't. So, uh, Grammarian says, Cruiserweight Classic is 205. Rob is right. Well, of course I'm right. I'm never wrong. I mean, come on. As anyway, the match, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. What you think? Loved it. Maybe my favorite WWE match this year, if not for AJ Styles, John Cena. I, I thought this was a great match. I had what? What else can I say other than it was a great damn match? It was well worked. It was great psychology. The story was great. I I don't know what else to say. What What else can I say, Rob? I I really enjoyed it. Uh, this match went 18 minutes. It was the uh, longest match on the show. Uh, a lot of people saying this is the best Sami Zayn main roster match. I would have to agree. I can't remember one mm-hmm. quite this good. Uh, the Kevin Owens matches with John Cena come to mind as far as Kevin right. Owens' best work on the main roster if we're talking about one-on-one matches. So mm-hmm. yeah, these two went out it. They knew it was going to be their last thing. Also, the fact that they were continuously talking about this being the last match uh, between each other, even though they're on the same show, Another sign pointing Sami Zayn to a cruiserweight division. I honestly, if you want my true reaction, uh, you know, I'm asking questions here. I'm thinking what could happen with this cruiserweight division? What could happen with Sami Zayn? My opinion still remains, actually, that Sami Zayn will be the lead cruiserweight on the show. I think they're going to bring in this cruiserweight division, and Sami Zayn will be the head cruiserweight. I think tonight, as far as the weight goes, they just announced 212 because we haven't had the cruiserweight division start yet. Tomorrow, they could introduce a cruiserweight championship. Sami Zayn can go for it. Finn Balor shows up, he goes for it, and at SummerSlam, we have a Cruiserweight Championship match between anyone from Finn Balor, Neville, Sami Zayn, whoever. Maybe we have some type of tournament, even. We could see a tournament come back. I thought Kevin Owens did a lot of little things very, very well in this match, especially in that headlock spot where the ref's asking Sammy if he wants to give up. Kevin's saying, yes, he wants to give up, and then he rubs his beard on Sammy Zayn and punches him in the face. I mean, it was just, there were so many good big things, but there were so many good little things in this match, and I just really loved it, and I'm skipping over your point. I realize that, but That's fine. I That's think fine. it's it's a it's a moot point until it happens. I just want to see, if they mention it on Raw tomorrow that there's a Cruiserweight Championship, great. I'll go from there, but I think, from right I think now, I'm concentrating on Battleground. Yeah, no, you're right. I think we're going to get it on Raw because there's no there honestly wasn't much of a reason to mention it on tonight's pay-per-view. There was a reason to mention it on SmackDown, and we got uh, Chris in the chat room saying that there was no mention on SmackDown. The only time the Cruiserweight was mentioned was, was when Steph announced that they were getting it on Raw. And even that Raw announcement was kind of a throwaway segment. It was a throwaway speech in that opening segment where Stephanie just said, hey, you know what? What I'm going to do, I'm going to bring Cruiserweights to the show. Why not? It, it doesn't mean they're coming immediately. It does not mean they're coming immediately. But I don't right. get why you would announce it in one night. And then three months later, Steph comes out. Hey, remember three months ago when I said cruiserweights were coming? I'm ready now. Unless you do vignettes on every episode. Hey, maybe there's a weekly vignette series where she's out there signing cruiserweights and be like, come on to my show. All these free agents. Uh, also, to people saying that when Neville was drafted, no mention of him being a cruiserweight, even though he's under the 205 pounds. We have Trent on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at Shake Them Ropes. We have Trent saying... LOL, Rob looks like Fred Durst with the hat on backwards, the red baseball cap on backwards. Uh, So obviously that means that's high praise, by the way. High praise. Uh, Let's see what we got here. WNC says they're doing a cruiserweight tournament already. We know. 
I think you're overthinking. I don't see anyone being reclassified either. Well, Sami Zayn, and this is the issue where people are getting at me like, Sami Zayn, I don't see him being reclassified. Already has been. By WWE.com, he has already literally been reclassified as a cruiserweight. That's that's my point. That's my point. Yes. This match, uh, this match big, good. I liked it. Uh, we'll see what happens with the both of them because now they're going on separate paths. They're on the same show, but they're going on separate paths. So we will see what happens there. Uh, Adrian asks, I want to ask this question now before we get into uh, even the club's match. Do you think that it's in the plans for another member to join the club or is that just wishful thinking? Are we assuming that this other member is going to be on Raw? If you, well, he actually mentioned SmackDown. He mentions that could someone join with AJ Styles. I wonder, maybe I, we should take I, it at both directions. Is it more likely for someone to join Guns and Gallows, or is it more likely for someone to join AJ, or is it not going to happen in either case? I think it's going to happen in both cases. I think I think there's a chance down the road. I don't think it's going to be immediate, but I think it's going to come down the road that Finn joins up with Gun with Gallows and Machine Gun Carl Anderson. I, I do. I just, it's... I I don't see them leaving those two on their own to talk necessarily. They're good talkers, don't get me wrong, but I see them as kind of really good henchmen, and I think that's how they're going to be seen. And I think they're going to end up pairing AJ with someone to continue this spread the club type thing. I put it out there because it was on TV, so you never know. Becky Lynch was wearing a club T-shirt in the yeah, SmackDown that- locker room. Right, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Quinn is saying Hangman Braun, Braun Strowman, okay. possibly joining the group. And then, yeah, there's a couple of mentions of Becky Lynch uh, joining the uh, joining the club at some points. Um, we talk about Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch lost tonight to Natalia. Were you surprised? Um, no, because I've bought into your theory. I, I'm talk, telling you, talk, we talked, you talked me into it when you we, talked me into it for SummerSlam. We did. We talked about part one last week. Uh, part one of the plan was for Becky to lose tonight. Part two is for SmackDown to introduce a women's championship. And part three would be Becky getting the rematch with Natalia at SummerSlam and winning and becoming the women's champion. And then having a third match at the uh, backlash show, which I guess would be in September on September 10th. The backlash show is SmackDown only event. Uh, so having the third match there for the title, it could. It, it looks like that might be a direction. Yeah, and I think this was Becky's best main roster match other than the triple threat. I thought this was a really good match. I thought the audience, the, I think the audience turned on it a bit, or they didn't turn on it, but they just weren't very involved in it. But I thought it was a great match for the most part. So, I mean, yeah. it did everything it was supposed to do, and Natty as a heel, did what Natty does. I, you know, I thought Becky was very good in it. Baron Corbin in the club. You buying it? Oh God. Um, possibly. Yeah. As a bad luck ballet to, uh, to AJ Styles. Sure. As bad luck ballet to AJ Styles. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if we're going to get anyone new. I really don't. I don't know if we're going to get anyone new. I don't, I don't expect it myself. I just, but, uh, I just don't see them leaving AJ alone to be the smack talking smaller guy without some muscle behind it. Yeah, it could be, could be. Uh, yeah. People are mentioning in the chat and I heard it too. Your volume somehow went really low there. So I don't know if it's just uh, internet issues acting up or if something uh, was hit, but your, uh, no, your volume was, was lower there. Nothing was hit. I'm good, I think. Okay, well, uh, speak louder then. Okay, I will. 
Okay, good luck. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? We got the, this is the club six man of, uh, we had Becky losing Natalia winning. So I, I think our theory is alive for another day. Anyway, mm-hmm. we had the Miz versus Darren Young going officially to a double disqualification because eh, a lot of timing issues at the end of this one, but effectively Bob Backlund got involved. Maurice falls down after slapping Bob Backlund. And I think the idea was she was trying to get the ref to think that Bob Backlund pushed her down in some way, but all the timing was off. Bob Backlund didn't know what he was doing. He was kind of just moving around and just waiting for something to happen. The Miz comes out to confront him. Darren Young gets the, uh, they called it the cross-faced chicken wing, but it was more of the Taz mission. He didn't really mm-hmm. apply it like Bob Backlund had in the past. And we get a double disqualification, not a count out, just a double DQ. And that's your Intercontinental Championship. Uh, that's the way it stays on SmackDown. Miz retains, stays on SmackDown. Of course, Rusev won earlier, so the title, the U.S. title stayed on Raw. So right now we have the status quo. All the championships stayed where they uh, where they were going into the show. I viewed the Maurice thing as something different. I viewed it as the callback to the other time when she was trying to get Miz's attention and sympathy when she faked the injury. And I think maybe she was trying to get the DQ, but I think she was trying to just get get his attention to fight Backland in some way. He did this to me. Go get him type of thing. Because it wouldn't be a DQ if Bob Backland just attacked Maurice. Oh, it shouldn't be. I mean, it shouldn't be a DQ if any of the managers were fighting outside the ring. No, but I, I thought I thought Darren Young's uh, progression continues in here in terms of the story. He wasn't perfect. He was making mistakes still, but he was getting better. And I think it was, you know, it was an incremental step. I don't think he's like ever going to win this. I, yeah, I like. He's Darren not going to win this. He's not going to win this title. Don't get me wrong. He's never going to win this title. I don't think. But I think the steps are there. I, yeah, I really liked, uh, I, I mean, Darren Young looked like he was more confident in there. He looked like he could be by himself in there. I, I quite enjoyed it and we're, we're not going to get it again. It doesn't seem like, unless no. they're going to SummerSlam, you know, SummerSlam's a co-branded show. We could see inner brand matches still at SummerSlam, right? I mean, we're already seeing one with Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar. We could see a rematch possibly between yeah, we- any anyone from this, and then of course Rusev and Zack Ryder. Maybe it, maybe it's not that they're going to be separated for the next month. I we could see co-branded matches still. Here's my fear: is that they're going to they're since they're both on Raw that they're going to do another Darren Young Titus O'Neil program. Do you think so? I think it's a possibility. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping not either. I don't want to see. I don't want to see all that. Uh, let us know in the chat if you can still uh, if you can hear Jeff. I need everyone to be able to hear Jeff because that would not be good if I'm the only one speaking. I mean, it'd be great for me, but probably not great for the both of us in this show. So let me know if you can hear Jeff. That would be much appreciated. Uh, I want to thank everyone still for uh, everyone joining in with us live. We are releasing this as a regular audio podcast too. So if you're listening to this on Monday morning or sometime later in the week or maybe in the future, maybe you you really wanted to find out about the debut of Mojo Raleigh back from uh, 2016 when you're driving in your space car and doing space things in 2025 and you're listening to the show, uh, welcome. Thank you for checking us out. Yes, I want to hear about, hold on, I want to hear about the time that Rob just railed on for half an hour about Sami Zayn being a cruiserweight. That's, that's. I'm done now. We'll find out on Monday. We'll find out on Monday. (laughs) It's not me saying what they should do. It's not me saying what they're going to do. It's me looking at all the evidence and pointing out that, hey, something's going on here. Okay. Something's going on here. Uh, it was the six man, John Cena, Enzo Amore, Big Cass, 
Uh, the match went 15 minutes. No, I believe actually the promo itself went 15 minutes from Enzo Amore. Then the match went 15 minutes. John Cena and Big Cass were getting a big kick out of Enzo tonight. Oh, I was getting... Were you getting a big kick out of Enzo? I think everybody was getting a big kick out of Enzo. I think Enzo... <laughs> to quote an old 80s TV show, Enzo was on the jazz and, and he had his giant notebook and he was looking for lines and he memorized the ones he wanted to come up and he came out there with uh, guns blazing. Well, and, your uh, audio just came back in a big way. Huh? <laughs> you had been quiet and then and then you went into the microphone and you, you said something about Enzo and like, oh my God, my eardrums are bleeding, but you're back to normal, it looks like. So that's good. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, the Enzo, the Enzo promo, he just went on and on and on. And they are doing the exact opposite of what we thought they should do when we first started talking about Enzo coming up. Don't do the 10-minute promos. Save the material for later. Try, you know, don't overstay your welcome so quickly and spread them out a little bit. They're doing the opposite, but it doesn't seem to be stopping them. Like, he's getting more and more popular. What they're doing is, I mean, because Enzo can handle this, they're staying away from just the canned catchphrase thing that kind of hampered the new age outlaws a little bit. This is kind of a, a, a smart move in, in my estimation in that it's helping Enzo stay relevant, even though he gets his butt kicked in every match as well. So that gives him something to do. And for some reason, John Cena just seems so bemused by all this and it kills me watching him react to him. He does. He was loving it. He was loving it. Yeah. I tell you, um, before we get to the main event, if you have questions, comments, uh, things for us, uh, talk about it in the chat. Maybe preface so I know what I'm looking for in there with, uh, I, I don't know, just put put question or whatever. I don't know, question hyphen, whatever you need to say, just so I can see it. Uh, the Twitter machine, at Shake Them Ropes. We're going to answer any questions that we have for the rest of the show after we talk about this main event. So we got that to look forward to. But this main event. Dean Ambrose retains. Oh, wait, are you what? going to talk about the six man at all? What about it? I mean, John Cena wins, pins AJ. I liked, that was it. I liked it a lot. I thought it over delivered quite a bit. It, it okay. gave the good story that, you know, Cass is a big guy who, who fights. Yeah. I, liked all, I liked all the saves and I liked that sequence. And I liked the sequence of Enzo is in there with the club. He's fighting above his weight. He ducks one guy, but he can't. He, he's a guy who's going to always lose one-on-one, but in a team situation, he's great. And that gets over the Enzo and Cass team quite a bit. And I liked it. So, okay, now you can go on to the main event. We have a little bit of a fantasy booker on the Twitter machine saying, oddly enough, Becky winning a belt, turning heel, joining the club, and feuding with Bailey Shore. That was sent in by someone named Jeff Hawkins uh, to the Twitter machine about an hour just a, ago. Hold on. It was just a random thought, much okay. like... Much like, you know what? Sami Zayn would make a great top cruiserweight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if he would. Like, none of that is opinion, by the way. <laughs> you seem to be stuck on this is my opinion. It's not an opinion. I'm, I'm just this is fact. Sami Zayn I'm was trolling at be, this point. Sami Zayn was legit moved to being a cruiserweight. Okay. He's under 205. He's a okay. cruiserweight. It's not I an believe- opinion. It is fact. What was Seth, was Seth Rollins' weight 210 or 205 tonight? Seth Rollins? I don't know. I'll look that up. I'll look what Seth Rollins was. I believe they build him at 450. Oh, really? Yeah, something like that. Uh, we had a, uh, let's see, I, man, I missed it. But before we talk about the main event, actually, we should talk about Randy Orton's return. Mm-hmm. 
doing the promo battle with uh, Chris Jericho went longer than I thought. I thought Randy Orton might come out there, do some quick RKO and just go away. But no, he came out here. He was energized. He made the quickest walk to the ring he has in a decade. And this was a guy who looked like he was having fun coming back. It did, but it also looked like he wasn't comfortable playing a baby face. Oh, no. It looked like, I mean, no, it looked like every time he had to react, it was like, okay, how should I react in a way that a baby face would react right now? He looked like, as I put, he looked like he was wearing clothes that didn't fit and he was trying to pull it off. And I thought he did fine with it. It was just, it was just something really weird about it all to me. I did like the interplay with the, with Y2J and of course the faking the RKOs until you get to it, of course, but overall, you know, it was a fine segment. I just, there's something about Randy Orton and baby face, this kind of baby face that just doesn't mix to me, but your mileage may vary. I'm a big Randy Orton fan. I'm glad to see him back. Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar is a dream match for me. So that'll be cool. Uh, I like seeing Randy Orton really hyped up, enthused. Uh, came back for those wondering, war- wearing pants. He wore pants and a t-shirt tonight. So he was fully dressed. Uh, the pantsless streak number two has ended. Uh, I remember that first pantsless streak, Jeff, like it was yesterday. He went over two years on WWE TV without wearing pants. You Always know what it was? His ring gear. He it was the t-shirt and the ring gear and no pants. It was the laughing at Jericho's lines thing. That's that's what got me, where he's just doubled over in a, in a kind of a contrived, overselling it type of way. I'm like, okay, fine. But yeah, no, it was good. He was overselling it. Uh, let's see. We had uh, some questions come in. I want to get to these. We'll get to this main event. Seth Rollins, by the way, your question was, uh, what did he weigh in tonight? He was 217. 217. So he'll have to hit the sauna really big if he wants to get into the cruiserweight division. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, on the Intercontinental Championship note, Will Avex says, What's better, the IC title four way or Zayn versus Owens tonight? The four way, of course, uh, just a couple of months ago, maybe last month with uh, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and The Miz. Which one was better in your mind? Because I'll even tell you, my vote goes to Zayn and Owens from tonight. Oh, me too. I, I don't think it's even a question because. A, a good one-on-one match will always beat a multi-man match, in my opinion. Danny Even though that was pretty good. Danny Go H in the chat room says, uh, Roman took the pin. We're going to talk about this main event here, so uh, apt question. Roman Reigns took the pin. Two straight, clean L's. Have they soured on him? I'll tell you, a lot of people on my Twitter timeline tonight were taking L's for me, too. I'm going to say, tonight may have been one of my best nights on Twitter. I was underratedly great. Comment? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Two straight pay-per-view losses for Roman Reigns. Have they soured on him? I think uh, maybe not soured long-term, but he's not the guy right now. I, I don't think they've soured on him. Judging by, how, judging, judging by what he did in that match? No, they haven't soured on him, and they're hyping him as a possible four-time champ, which is laughable. Well, me. you have to promote the guy during the match, but the result speaks volumes, and he has now lost clean to Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, and he can't get the win back from Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is going to the other show. Okay, but he can be the other brand's champ. He can be, but I don't know if that's going to happen either. Seth Rollins... I, I don't think it will happen yet. But I think I think they're going to rebuild them. They're going to okay. rebuild them. They're going to they 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 still well, think they can do this redemption story. They still think that, Rob. How do you know? How do you know? They didn't do any of it tonight. They didn't do a single thing of it tonight. He looked his moments when he was in there were oh, were main event babyface moves. 
okay, when he's when he's getting Superman punches on two guys at once, that's that's look, he's they're going to try. Trust me on this. I'm not gonna trust you. I'm not gonna trust you on it at all. <laughs> I don't I think Roman Reigns is in the kickoff show at SummerSlam. Take that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really. I don't really. Uh, C. Ryan in the chat room says, could WWE be trolling the internet with the weight changes to Sami Zayn? Could they be trolling us all? I don't think the internet pays that much attention to the weights, except for you. I, I think I think it... No, I, I just think it might be another... We don't know that... Let's wait to see on Monday if they mention the cruiserweights. That's all we have to do. And then we'll, and then, then we'll know whether or not plans have changed or maybe it's on the back burner. Or if it's happening. Jeff is suggesting that a wrestling fan wait to see how things play out. I just don't think they put enough thought into Ooh. any storyline to troll the internet. Who I really don't. Guy? Barry in the chat room says if tonight was chapter one of a redemption story, it was an epic failure. Didn't sense that direction at all. And I, I think Jeff and, and I hear me out. I, di- I disagree. I on that, are, but okay. no, I I think you are going off of a internet rumor from two weeks ago and playing it up as that was their actual plan when I don't believe that's really the plan at all. There's been nothing of talk of a redemption on TV anywhere. I don't even think they're going to... Well, okay, I'll go a step further. I don't even think they're going to mention the failure necessarily ever again, but I think they're going to bring him in and he's going to be a hero again. I, I, you know, I think he... I think if they're... Okay, and let me quantify. If they are doing a redemption storyline... Him failing in his first title match is a step to do redemption. Sure. I, I can buy that part of it. And Chris backs you up here. And, and this was uh, this is a good point from Chris in our chat room. They haven't soured on Roman Reigns. Did you see how they build him? It took both Ambrose and Rollins to put him down. And that's true. They, they had to team up, basically, to finally end Roman Reigns. So that part is true. Yes. We had, uh, and they think Zach Johnson is in the chat room saying that he thinks Reigns will win the world title on Raw. Uh, And that is our question now coming after this show because we asked this before the show and now we've seen the show now. Two world titles, is it going to happen? Yes, and I think Seth Rollins is probably going to win the Raw title. I think Seth Rollins can win too. Uh, Get the heel, have the babyface challenge, and maybe that's going to be Roman Reigns. Uh, Maybe another tournament? I don't know. Uh, If they do tournaments, I figure they can only really do one. So I don't know what they're going to use that for. I don't think they do. No, I think they just get let Stephanie give her guy the belt. Okay. And then Roman chases, and then they decide whether or not Roman's worth having hit another world title reign. El Tosto in the chat room says, the announcers acknowledge the negative crowd reaction instead of the normal passionate response line their view of him has definitely changed because that, that is interesting too. For a lot of times when they boo like a John Cena or they boo a big time baby face in an, in an arena, they say, well, these fans are more passionate. They go against what the internet, whatever, whatever they don't usually yeah, say, but they, this guy they, doesn't, isn't liked Yeah, Well, they didn't exactly say he wasn't liked. they said that he was controversial. Yeah. Barry asks, uh, he asks you specifically, what are they redeeming him from? The loss, the title loss to Seth Rollins, or the suspension? What is he being redeemed the, from? The, the 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 loss of uh, from the suspension, all the loss of face, basically everything, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to he's got to come back and be redeemed from. You know, if they are, I'm not. I'm not saying. That, 
I'm not saying they are. I'm saying it looks like it from keeping him this strong, from mentioning it was a mistake earlier on TV, from having it be part of the build of this triple threat. It seems to me the, the uh, and then he comes in and he's out of shape or whatever excuse they're going to use on Monday. Failing is the first step for his redemption. If they do it, I'm not saying they are, but it feels like it. BMags19 in the in the uh, YouTube chat says, "Hey Rob, have you ever seen a ghost?" No, I have not. And that's uh, that's that. Mm. We had. If you want to talk about website stuff, and by we, I mean myself. We had not only the weight change, and we noted this on Shake Them Ropes a couple of weeks ago. Evidence pointing to making a second world title on whatever show didn't have the WWE championship because they renamed the WWE World Heavyweight Championship to the WWE Championship. Seemingly to bring back what was once called the World Heavyweight Championship, the big gold belt. I don't know if I would like Stephanie just handing it to Seth Rollins. It is a callback to when Triple H got the belt from Eric Bischoff that way. But I think that's also a reason why you don't do it. So you're not calling back to 10 years ago. If you want this draft to be unique, literally comparing it yourself to what happened the first go around is probably not the move you should make. Yeah, it's not the move you should make, but it's a move they usually do it's make. The, it's the move they usually make. Uh, I mean, Will says, uh, hold on, let me let me on. let me go back real quick to this main event. Go How ahead. worried were you when they brought out all four figureheads that this was going to be an overbooked mess with different starts and stops? I really think that's why they did it on Raw. I think they did this exact scenario on Raw and had the tease of the uh, the dual pin because okay. they knew they weren't going to do it at Summer or at Battleground. So like, well, we'll get this out of the system now. We'll have this pay per view. Maybe people will expect it and we'll surprise them with a clean win because that's what they gave us. They gave a clean win of Dean Ambrose winning the championship and retaining the championship on the show. It was a nice surprise because I absolutely expected something to happen going in. And I think most fans probably out there uh, did as well. And we didn't get that. We got a true champion. Dean Ambrose is the world champion. And now whatever you do on Raw, whether it's a tournament, whether it's giving the belt to Seth Rollins, that person now is lesser than. They are lesser than Dean Ambrose because no one beat Dean Ambrose. He's the world champion. And now the Raw title is going to be second. Now can the power of being on the flagship show, the power of being on Raw, overcome that uh, connotation of being second and make them more even because Raw obviously is the flagship show. It's it's the A show over SmackDown, uh, but their title isn't going to be. See right. any see any dichotomy there with the world title being second on Raw? No, because they tried that before on the brand split. They put the main belt over on SmackDown and it really did nothing to Raw. Until <laughs> well, they, it basically you know. made Raw the the real world title. Like immediately, just going on Raw, it made it the world title. So I can I can see even though Roman Reigns lost to Dean yeah. Ambrose, even though Seth Rollins lost, if one of them becomes the champion, they mm-hmm. become like the big champion because they're on Raw by default. Agreed. Yeah, that, that's a really weird, interesting dynamic there too. Um, we have a chat room. Uh, comment i think roman is going to be in a randy orton position in the company always near the top even though he doesn't get the response of being a top guy okay i can who's next for dean b megs asks this is the question he's the smackdown world champion what's next for him either aj styles or bray wyatt i think it's going to be bray wyatt bray wyatt looks super strong tonight dean ambrose bray wyatt makes sense because aj and john cena isn't done correct so Bray Wyatt just jumps right up there. 
and gets a world title shot. This is so. This is uh, what SummerSlam could be, and we have plenty of time. We have a month before SummerSlam. Who knows what's going to happen on TV? You now have to pay attention to not just the three hours of Raw. You have to pay attention to the five hours of Raw and SmackDown to build up to this pay per view. You can have Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt. You can have John Cena and AJ Styles. You have Brock and Randy Orton. You have Roman and Seth Rollins, probably. And whatever they do with Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, to me, that's not bad for SummerSlam. It's probably not what the best card option is. And if you're fantasy booking out there, you might not be totally enthralled with it, but it's not bad. So do we get a hologram or an exploding monitor? I wonder if the props are done with Dean. We haven't seen him in a little bit. His prop right now, as we've noted... His prop right now is the title itself. So as long as he has that championship, that's his prop. He doesn't need others. Yeah. But I'm, you're right. I'm, Bray, I'm, Wyatt, Bray Wyatt had the hologram. Bray Wyatt appeared from the hologram. The whole reason why the Seth Rollins-Dean Ambrose feud never ended in the first place because Bray Wyatt jumped mm-hmm. in before it could end. And then Bray Wyatt feud with De- Dean Ambrose. That ended when the TV exploded. <laughs> yes. I was at that show in Cleveland. The TV exploded. Fun times. Uh, Zach on the uh, YouTube chat says, do you see SmackDown consistently beating Raw in the ratings? Um, I think the more interesting take on this is no. Obviously, SmackDown's not going to do better viewership than Raw. But the more interesting take the more interesting take is, will they acknowledge the ratings on TV? No. I don't think they will. I, I, you know what? The best thing they could do is not... Get the hell away from this competition between the McMahons. Get away from it. Build both shows as great shows. That's what everybody wants. It's odd how many interviews bring this up during the pre-show when they're interviewing both Daniel Bryan and Cactus Jack or Mick Foley. They ask, what's the one thing you want to bring to the show? Well, I want to get away from the machinations of, of the McMahons in charge and focus on the wrestlers. Great. Do that. Don't mention do that these Just two shows it. are in competition. Just yeah. do the damn thing. Please, for the love of God, do that. I wouldn't mention the ratings. I think they're going to be about the same for both, to be honest with you. I, I think we've found who the who the wrestling fans are right now. It's pretty much going to be that. When Monday Night Football comes by, I think SmackDown's going to beat them regularly in the ratings, possibly. And I think... Um, Oh, for lack of a better term, I, I, I think you're going to see some fluctuation. I think you're going to see people deciding which show they have time for. That, that could very well be it. And yeah, they're going to choose Raw. They just are. Raw's the A show. Are they? Because they, they, yeah. may, they may, cha- they may nope. choose SmackDown and choose to watch football. No. I think that's a possibility. Monday night, man, Monday night is wrestling night. You know this better than anyone. Last 15 years, last 25 years, Monday night is wrestling night. It's not Tuesdays. No, but you know what? You you said it best that SmackDown has the stars as opposed to Raw. Can someone cut up? Jeff Hawkins on this very show said, Rob, you said it best. And splice that with the Rob is always right. Can someone do that for me, please? Can someone please splice something positive for Rob, for Rob to put on a pre-show <laughs> cart before he plays on the show? Because everything is just me getting buried all the time. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. 
Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.